Welcome to Tip of the Spear, powered by U Mortgage. This podcast is all about uncovering the truth behind VA loans for our nation's military service members and for veterans by VA loan experts themselves. I'm your host, Dave Higgins, the Senior Learning Specialist here at U Mortgage and a veteran myself, having served six years with the U.S. Army. Join me every Wednesday and Saturday to learn from mortgage loan originators who specialize in veteran loans about how you can maximize your military benefits and make your dreams of home ownership become a reality. I'm your host, Dave Higgins, here today with Nathan Einkorn from the great state of Colorado to talk with me a little bit about what you should be expecting as you go through the middle of your mortgage loan process when getting a VA mortgage loan. Nathan, great to have you here back again. How are we feeling today, my friend? Uh, feeling awesome, except for the fact that we went from uh, 85 degrees and sunny yesterday, and now it is snowing. Uh, you got to love Colorado. That, I would say that sounds like very Colorado. That sounds like a couple of friends I have out there that that uh, that sounds like it's a, a common occurrence for sure. So. Yeah, currently big fat flakes of snow falling down right outside my office window. So yeah, <laughs> what the heck, man? It's the end of May. How is this even possible? Oh gosh. All right, all right. So what we wanted to go through today was talking through some expectations as you're just going through the VA process. Right now, we've talked about some of these things before, but it's always good to kind of do a full timeline walkthrough just so people can kind of hear it and understand what they should be expecting. So. Do you mind kicking this off, right? Like where should a, a veteran start or a service member, where should they start with the process and kind of give us some timelines about, you know, as you start go from the beginning all the way through to the end, what's that going to look like for them? Well, you know, the best piece of advice I can give anybody that's considering homeownership is that is the moment that you want to get pre-approved. The moment that you consider buying a home that you're, you know what, I think I might want to do this because there's just a lot of things that can come up. There's a lot of, you know, whether it be credit, whether it be job change, um, all sorts of, you know, uh, factors that go into your approval process, you know, especially if you're, uh, you know, an active duty and you have less than a year of service left, right? You need to know that because if you have less than a year of service, we can't use any of your income from the military. We have to have, you have to have a job lined up. You know, there, there, there's, there's things like that. You may have a credit issue. There may be something you don't even know about. We hear about this all the time, right? You, you know, with our, with our active duty, you're PCSing so many times that, oh my, you, you didn't realize your mail didn't get forward from the cable company from three stations ago. And you've got a $680 collection that you never heard about. Right. I, I mean, these are these are actual things that I've had happen where I've got a borrower, you know, I got I had a borrower, he was like an E9. And, you know, and he's he's, you know, making great wow. money. He's, you know, well established in his career. And literally a little collection was killing his credit. He had no idea because it was a couple duty stations ago. So, you know, you just want to get started as quickly as you can. Um, the first thing that you're going to want to do if you're if you're active duty, you know, get a statement of service from your CEO. If you're a veteran, then we want to get your, your certificate of eligibility, your COE. Right. And any any. Uh, lender worth their salt is going to know how to get those for you. Um, so certificate of eligibility is number one. We need to know how much entitlement you have. We need to know whether or not you're exempt from the funding fee. If you carry a disability rate of 10% or more, then you are exempt from the funding fee, um, which is a huge savings. It's not an out-of-pocket cost, but it is a financed closing cost. So it does affect your loan and your monthly payment. Um, next, sorry, I put my notes down here. Um, we want to pull credit. 
like I said, we want to make sure that, you know, hey, uh, your credit is is in good, you know, in a good position. You have a great score. The VA itself does not have a credit score requirement, right? You go on the VA, it's a, they don't right. care. We don't care what your credit score right. is. However, the VA insures your loan. They don't lend you the money. So we have to we have to follow the guidelines that are laid out by the lender. And lenders do have credit score requirements. Some will go down as low as 500. Uh, but you know, that varies from lender to lender. I always tell everybody it's, you know, the, your credit score kind of determines the microscope that your loan gets looked at, right? The lower okay. your score, the lower that microscope, meaning that they are, <laughs> hey, we want to see everything. You got a you, you got a higher credit score? Well, that microscope's back here. And guess what? They don't look at as much. They don't require as much. There's not, hey, now we, you know, good to go, right? <laughs> so, okay, yeah, yeah, all right. So credit is credit is huge, and that's usually one of the biggest things that we need. We want to make sure it's it's cleaned up because the other factor is this: when it comes to credit, every twenty points matters, right? And so that that's a that's a big a big deal. A lot of people miss out on right. Six eighty is really kind of that barrier for VA loans. Uh, if you're over six eighty, you're going to get better pricing. You're going to get better loan product. Um, but every twenty points matters. So if you're at seven hundred, right, then it's your pricing's a little bit better. If you're at 720, your pricing's a little bit better. And it's a hard stop on those numbers. So if you're at 719, guess what? You're getting 700 pricing. But if you're at 720, you're getting that 720 pricing. So, and there's little things that we can do. I've had clients like, oh man, I'm at a 698. Okay, hey man, we need three points. What can we do? Well, guess what? We can pay this one card down a little bit. We can, you know, maybe get you added on as a authorized user with your with your wife's card because it's an older card that has more credit issue. There, there's just a lot of tricks and things that we can do, but we want to get that addressed as, as quickly as we can. Um, All right. So- so hold on, let me yeah. just just because a couple things have popped up in my head. So I'm starting like you know I'm I'm just trying to figure out where to go. I want to start with finding the, the lender first because they're going to answer these credit stuff, right? They're going to help me figure yeah. out the credit part, the COE stuff, right? Like that's where we're going to start. Yeah, I think I might have skipped over that very important part. No, no yeah. worries. That's all right. No worries. <laughs> you want to find a lender, right? You want to shop. Don't let anybody tell you that you know. Oh, I'm the guy. You know that. I mean. I am the guy. So let's just be clear about that. However, um, you're the consumer, right? Don't, if anybody tells you that, oh, no, no, don't shop around. If they tell you like, oh, having your credit pulled by multiple people is bad for you. That's a red flag because it absolutely isn't. If you have your credit pulled, you have a 30 day window to have your credit pulled by as many lenders as you would like. That first, that first pull does affect your credit, but the additional pulls do not. But yes, first step, find a lender, find someone that you can trust, that you vibe with, that that you get along with, that you feel like, okay, this person has my best interest in mind. Find someone who's been vetted, find someone who has a, who has history, like check their Google reviews, right? I mean, there's just, there's a lot of things that you can do to make sure you're working with a qualified mortgage broker. All right. All right. So, so that's, that's my first stop, right? Cause I know just from personal experience of talking to you know friends and thing and family members, a lot of people make the mistake, as I understand it now, they make the mistake of going out. They make the decision, I want to buy a house, right? Whatever that you know, whatever that looks like. And then what's the first thing they do? Well, the first person they the first person they call is a real estate yeah, or sorry, a real estate agent, right? And you're telling me that that's not the best way to go. I should start with the lender first, right? Why now? Why is that? Well, the lender's going to let you know whether or not you're approved and how much you're approved for. Right. They're going to let you know what your monthly payment looks like, because there's, you know, I don't know how many times I've had a borrower. I'm like, hey, you're approved for eight hundred thousand dollars. And they're like, oh, my gosh, that's great. Excellent. Your payment's going to be fifty two hundred dollars a month. Whoa. Like, right. And then now they're like, you know, I don't want that. But right. But if they if they get out there and they just start looking at eight hundred thousand dollar homes, 
you know, they're going to be in for, you know, all that shock comes later. So that's what, you know, that's what we do. We take that application, we figure out where they're at, what they can afford. And then, you know, it's not just what can they afford, but what do they want to afford, right? What, what are they comfortable with? And then when we reverse engineer that, okay, now based on where you want your monthly payment to be, this is how much you can afford. Now it's time to go get your realtor, right? Now it's time to be like, Hey, here I, I am. I'm pre-approved. I, I know exactly what I want. I know what I'm approved for and I know what I want to buy, right? Because I know where I want my monthly payment to be. And then the, the realtor, that's when the realtor comes in and they're like, okay, great. Let me set you up on my MLS search. They're going to get you accurate, like set up on an accurate search that has accurate listings, accurate data. So one of the biggest mistakes a lot of people make is they go to these sites like realtor.com and zillow.com or redfin.com whatever it may be right they go to these and these are lead aggregators that's what these that's what these sites do they collect your data and they sell it to people so that those people can come get you and solicit you and i mean there's a ton of realtors and lenders out there that subscribe to zillow and they pay zillow thousands upon thousands of dollars a month so that zillow informs them when the consumer is ready to buy or when the consumer asks a question and they and zillow just pushes out they don't push the best agent out to you they push the agent that pays the most, right? <laughs> and in the end, I always tell my clients, I hope you enjoyed that because you're paying for that marketing. Because most of the time when you find those people, they have inflated fees. They have higher pricing. Um, and so, yeah, it's a, the first thing. The reason you want to get qualified first is because then you know what you're going to be able to get, you know, how much you can afford and what your payment's going to look like. All right. I got you. That makes sense. That makes a lot more sense now. So start with your, your lender first, then... Go to a realtor. They'll help you find the right the right house and everything you need. All right. So you put in the offer. Let's say it gets accepted, right? I know that's difficult to do a little bit right now because there's so many offers out there because inventory is very low. There's not a lot of houses for sale right now. But let's say that you know everything goes through and your offer gets accepted. What mm -hmm. can I expect from like a timeline perspective from here until the end when I'm signing my documents and getting my, the keys to my new house? Yeah. So standard contracts are typically 30 days. Um, it's really, you know, the, the, that's one of the things that the realtor does for you. The real, the, the, your buyer's agent and the seller's agent, that's what they negotiate. The sellers are going to have a timeline of when they want the loan to close based on what they're, you know, where they're moving or what their next purchases or, you know, whatever their circumstances may be. So your realtors basically negotiate that at industry standard across the nation is 30 days, right? However, you know, in this market, sometimes uh, the way to get your offer, you know, uh, to stand out from the others, the way to be a little bit more competitive is to be able to close quicker, right? One of the, one of the, you know, kind of toot my own horn here right now, but for our VA loans uh, this year for 2022, our average clear to close is 16 days, which means wow. our buyers can get out there and they can close, you know, they can offer, hey, we can, we want to buy this house. We're going to offer the same that that guy's going to offer, but instead of 30 days, we're going to get your money in 21 days. Right. That's a huge I mean, you know, we'll do our own little plug here, but that's, you know, the support system, the processing, everything, all the systems that we have in place at you mortgage, um, man, they just put us above and beyond the lenders that we work with are phenomenal. They're fast. They specialize in VA. They have specialized departments just for our VA loans. Um, so sorry. We'll that shameless plug, we'll put that behind us. No, but, no, that's, so that's first thing is, yeah, you're, you're under contract, right? So once you're under contract, okay, now we have a property. Now we have a property address. As far as for the lender, what we do at that point is now we're going to, you know, we're going to put that property address into your loan application. We're going to rerun the automated underwriting system. We're going to get your loan. We're going to, you know, shop your loan for with the different lenders as a broker that's one of the benefits that we have we have multiple lenders that we can shop the loan with to make sure we get our clients the best rate and the best product um and then we're going to disclose right so we 
we take that data, we set it up. Okay, we decide, okay, great. Hey, this one's going to UWM or this one's going to HomePoint. Um, we submit it to the lender. Lender then discloses your loan. The disclosures that come out are your initial disclosures. They don't obligate you to us, the broker, in any way, shape, or form. However, what they do do is they obligate us to you, right? We have things that are called tolerances. So we have to make sure that the numbers that we're putting out there are accurate to the best of our ability so that you know exactly what your loan is going to look like. But more importantly, by you signing those documents, you're giving us a couple of things. You're giving us your intent to proceed and your borrower signature authorization. And those two things really allow us to begin working on your behalf. So now we can order title. We can order the appraisal. We can begin ordering, uh, you know, verifications of employment if we haven't done so already. Now, typically for us, the way that we do it is we tend to pre-underwrite our files. So once we get an application, we take care of all that stuff up front. We take care of that before you even find a house. So that way, all you have to worry about is finding a house and that house appraising. And those are the only two and passing inspection. So, so anyway, so you're under contract, your disclosures go out, um, in your contract, there's going to be set dates, right? And these, once again, are determined by your, uh, your realtor, your buyer's agent. Um, you're going to have, uh, an inspection right now. Inspections are not required by the VA. They're not required by any lender for any loan, FHA, conventional, doesn't matter what you're doing. Um, however, I would never ever skip an inspection. The inspection is what looks at the skeleton of the home, right? This is what's going to go out there. It's going to be looking at the HVAC unit. It's going to be looking at the um, the plumbing, the electrical. It's going to be looking at the, 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 the foundation of the property to make sure that, you're, that the home is in good working order. You're not going to buy a house and then 30 days later, the HVAC unit goes out and you've got to drop eight grand to replace it, right? So that's what your inspection is for. And that's typically the first thing that's done. Your, your realtor is going to set that up. They're going to introduce you to an inspector. Um, they're usually about $350 to $450, depending on where you are in the country. And the inspector goes out and you have what's called your inspection re resolution. Um, usually it's within the first week of the contract. Okay. Um, once they inspect, the inspector comes back and says, hey, the house is perfect. You got nothing to worry about. So I'll cross our fingers. That's what happens. However, if that doesn't happen, um, they'll come back and say, hey, you know what? Um, the These appliances are old. They need to be replaced. Or, hey, I saw some electrical issues or I saw some mold. Um, this all needs to be fixed or addressed. And that's where the resolution comes in. So then you're, you and your realtor discuss what you want fixed, what you don't. You go back, you renegotiate with the listing agent. And this all, I mean, this all happens in a matter of like a day or two, right? This isn't like a long drawn out process. Um because everybody, both, you know, the one thing, the good thing about the contract is that you are beholden to these dates, but so is the seller, right? So if you okay. have an inspection and you have an inspection resolution, they're, they're, you know, they have to meet those dates as well. And if they don't meet those dates, they are in breach of contract. So everybody wants to move quickly, right? It's not a, not a process that they want to want to draw out. Um, next would be the appraisal. Right. One of the great things and one of the biggest advantages for VA appraisals is that they have a fixed cost right here in Colorado. VA appraisals, eight hundred dollars um, and they have a set turn time, meaning and it's not from the day that it's ordered, but it is from the day that the appraiser accepts it here in Colorado. I have actually have my form here because it does vary from county. Not only does it vary from state to state, but also county to county. And I'll just use Colorado because that's where we're licensed. But in Colorado, uh, for the majority of the counties here, our appraisal fee uh, for a single family residence is $800. And our turn time is seven days. 
So that's awesome. No, the FHA doesn't guarantee that. The conventional loans don't guarantee that. VA is the only one that offers that, meaning that that appraiser accepts it. He's got a week to get out, inspect the property, and return a value. Okay. All right. All right. So we've got we've got we've got inspection. So we we we've gone under contract, right? And our under contract is the realtors are drawing up that document. I know it as a purchase agreement. That's how I've heard it turned before. Is that the same thing? Same thing, right? Okay. So contract purchase agreement, right? Same sort of thing. Realtors drew that up. You know, they came together, buyer and seller realtor drew that up together. And then we started, you know, all this other stuff. So then we started doing things like the inspection and the appraisal. Um, and then like things like ordering uh, the documents uh, for title, right? Like all that stuff's going to happen after the contract, right? All that, Yeah, exactly. And all that stuff happens on the, like okay. the buyers really shouldn't be worrying about any of that. All of this is most oh, nice. everything should be getting handled by your broker and your, their processor, their loan officer assistant, and the realtor. You know, our, our goal with me and my realtor partners is that the, the, as far as the buyers are concerned, they went under contract, they had to wait like t- a couple of weeks, and then they closed, right? <laughs> that's All what right. we're hoping for. Um, and that's why we we do our due diligence up front by, you know, we want our borrowers, hey, get your application in as soon as you can. So we can take care of all those speed bumps and roadblocks. We get those out of the way before you even start shopping for a home. So and, and I, of- I got to say, like, this is impressive. You're doing all of this stuff, the, you know, the, the title, the, the appraisal ordering, the the inspection you're getting all this done in 16 days oh yeah impressive very yeah. cool all right all right cool so all right at the end of those 16 days well done that, that's amazing at the end of those 16 days right we, we have something you know the closing is what everyone kind of calls it right you know closing yeah. on the loan so usually you come in yes you, you have to I, I bought a house so i i know what this is like you have to come in you have to sign hundreds of documents or hundreds of of documents. It feels Um, that way, right? (laughs) It it definitely feels that way, right? Like hang starts to cramp up. It gets, oh, like, man, when's this going to end? But, you know, because there are some differences between the BA loan process and some of the other, you know, FHAs and your conventionals, your normal type of loans, more normal type of loans, is there any differences at the closing table between those loans and a VA? No. Really? Yeah, it's the same, same paperwork. Same. There's a couple other, there's a couple additional forms. There's a VA addendum and things like that. So there's a few more signatures than a standard loan. But as far as the actual process, it, it's exactly the same. You're going to walk in, you're going to sign a bunch of documents, right? I mean, you're, you're getting hundreds of thousands of dollars from a lender. So they do want, uh, they want to do make sure, you know, they have some, a lot of redundancy <laughs> in there, but they make sure they get their point across. Hey, we loaned you the money. You got to pay us back, right? Um, but yeah. You get in there, you sign your docs, and uh, hopefully when all is said and done, or not hopefully, but when all is said and done, you get your keys and you got your house. Ah, that's really cool. All right. So, yeah. So, I can literally go from – so, kind of kind of recap at everything. My best place to start as a vet or as a, a service member is start with finding your lender, right? Find a broker, right? Same, same kind of thing. Find that person first because you're going to get pre-qualified. You're going to make sure you know how much house you can afford and, you know, kind of what that would look like. Is your credit score high enough? Those types of things. And then I talk to my realtor, I find, you know, help me find the house that, you know, house of my dreams, whatever that looks like. And then we can go into contract and then we can start doing all those other things, the inspections, the appraisals, the title work, all that just additional paperwork that, as you said, the LO and the realtors, that's their job. But it's just yeah. nice to kind of know these are the things that are going on in the middle of it. And then after all that stuff's done, I come in, I sit down. I sign all that paperwork and I get the keys to my new house. How do yeah, I do? Take your, you know, you got to take your, we closed on a house, social media picture, right? <laughs> There's no picture for social media. It didn't happen. You know, all of that, but yes. Right, right. That's there, there is, there is a step that we did go, that we did kind of, that we glossed over a little bit. I know we talked about this in another podcast earlier, but I do want to mention one of the great things with the BA loan and, and it is part of the process and we are seeing it a little bit more now than we saw in the last few years, but there is Tidewater 
and uh, the ROV mm. or the reconsideration of value. And those are two options that only come with the VA loan. It's the only loan that allows you to uh, get a warning if the appraisal is not going to hit the contract price. And then even if, you know, you rebut the, the appraiser's value and he sticks to his guns and doesn't like, you know, doesn't agree to, to raise the value to where it needs to be. Um, you have a second option, which is doing a reconsideration of value directly to the VA, the regional loan center, where they will take a look at everything and they can override the appraiser if they need to and get you the value that you need to you know, help the process move along and, and hopefully you not having to bring any additional cash out of pocket. Yeah. And just, just another great example of, of stops in place to make sure that, that the vet or the service member is taken care of, right? The house is appraising for what it should. Uh, and there just gives them options, which is, I love Correct. to hear that. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, well, Nathan, this has been very eye opening. I appreciate you walking us through the steps from, from start to finish and the best ways to go about it. As always, I want to make sure people are able to, to reach out to you and, and find you if they need to. Where can our folks find you on social media or what's the best way to get best way to get in touch with you? So social media, Facebook would just be my page, Nathan Einkorn. Um, for Instagram, it's at Colorado Mortgage Broker. Um, my uh, website is quickstartmortgagegroup.com. And then my email is pretty simple. It's just my name, Nathan at quickstartmg, as in mortgagegroup.com. Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks so much, Nathan, again, for joining me today. Always love uh, chatting with you, and I hope to uh, do it again on another few, another episode of Tip of the Spear. Absolutely.